You are listening to episode 276 of the Game of Players podcast. My name is John, and this week I'm joined by Will of the PlayStation Ain't Dead podcast. And here on the Game Deflator podcast, we like to talk about games we've recently picked up, games we're currently playing, and this week we're having a phone party, but not a very good one. Right, we're playing some Foam Stars on the PlayStation 5 for me. I assume PlayStation 5 for you, Will? Oh, yes. Okay, sounds good. uh, Well, Will is joining us. Uh, Ryan is unavailable this week. Um, But we are playing Foam Stars. As Ryan and I talked about a couple weeks ago, I said, let's get this knocked out before the official release. And um, yeah, we'll talk about in our inflation deflation segment. But first, you can find the Game Deflators on thegamedeflators.com, our currently up-to-date website. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. So search up Game Deflators, at Game Deflators Podcast, whatever you want to find on there. Uh, we're also on social media, at Game Deflators on X. I always forget, X and Twitter for whatever reason. Uh, at The Game Deflators on Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. And you're listening to a podcast application right now. Like, subscribe, leave us a comment, leave us a five-star review, two five-star reviews if you can, and we would greatly appreciate it. So before we dive into our recent pickups and what we're currently playing, uh, this week we're going to talk about Nintendo trying to put more people in jail, Insomniac is pissed at Sony, and the PSVR is just the Vita Part 2. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll dole it over to you first, uh, Will, if you want to cover, really, a first, let's actually say who you are. Uh, so PlayStation Ain't Dead podcast, maybe a little bit about that, and then we'll dive into what we uh, recently picked up and what we're currently playing. Yeah, uh, running the PlayStation Ain't Dead podcast. Uh, started off over there on Facebook with the PS2 Ain't Dead group, PS3 Ain't Dead group, and then so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, um, podcast. Uh, just lots of, <laughs> I don't know, I wouldn't know how to describe it. Uh, a comedy show, I guess. It's a lot of screwing around, and uh, it's loosely. Well, no, it's it's mainly about video games, but uh, more for geared towards collectors than you know, just uh, just a casual player. So, if you dig uh, collecting, PS3, any console, actually, we love all games over there. Uh, come on, check us out. You can find us on YouTube and anywhere where you listen to your podcast as well. So we're all over. Just no place. Xbox. No, no, we we <laughs> we. <laughs> Excuse me, we usually talk crap on Xbox. But, uh, oh, okay, so yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Xbox is talked about just you know, in other ways. They, they, you know, they, they, they have a place in this uh, gaming world, I guess. And, Third, uh, right? Third place. <laughs> Last place. Uh, I prefer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we talk about them all the time. I don't. I, I need. There's actually one Xbox game out there. I'm looking for it. Uh, looking for those Tenchu games. The one on the OG Xbox and then the 360. Because I, I recently picked up a. Uh, Tenchu on Wii, believe it or not. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. I actually have that one too. Uh, Tenchu Z on the Xbox 360, right? Yeah, it's Tenchu Z, and it's, uh, it's like Into the Darkness or something. Uh, there's two of them. Uh, Isn't Into the Darkness just like a reiteration of one of the other Tenchus? I don't know. I, don't remember. I, I, I think I, I have both actually. I, I actually have it. quite a few Xbox games. Mm. But I, I specifically, when I looked at Xbox, it was to pick up any exclusives, console exclusives. It was the only thing I collect on Xbox. You're talking OG or 360? Uh, both, OG and 360. Anything tied to those. Obviously, once you hit um, Xbox One, everything was on PC and such anyways. Yeah. So I like it just like straight console exclusives. Yeah, uh, I, I got I to gotta go into my son's room to play the uh, Wii and the Xbox 360 because uh, my battle station is just PlayStation because... I am a, I'm a pony boy, a Sony pony, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so did you have any pickups this week? Oh, yes, I did. All right. Uh, let's list them off. Uh, I got, I picked, uh, got Gravity Rush remastered. Uh, I got a sealed copy in the mail. That's not getting open. Unfortunately, the disc is loose, so I'm going to have to refer to YouTube about how to get that thing back in there. Uh, I picked oh, up. Oh, you just, you, I'm, I've done this a few times. You kind of just wiggle the case around so it feels about right and you, punch down in the center on where it would be and then it should shift into place i i've i've tried it dozens and dozens of times uh i've successfully done it maybe twice i i don't know what the uh, there's an art to it yeah it just well, takes I, a bit once I, you do it a few times though you kind of knock it in 
Oh, okay. I gotta. So I'm gonna try and get. I'm gonna attempt that. I got. I got. I just got a whole pile of games. Every time the game comes in in the mail, it's sealed. It's usually loose. It's. Uh, it is Amazon. what it is. Yeah. Well, Amazon, especially Amazon. I don't uh, get what it is with that man. It's like every single game I've ever purchased on them or purchased from them ends up loose in the case. Doesn't same, matter what it is. Same with limited run games. Every time say, something comes in from them, it's always loose as well. But uh, it's got to be something in, I don't know, maybe it's like current games and manufacturing, I don't, but it, I don't get it from retailers. So no, they, they just need to just twist that knob just to make whatever machine, whatever process, press it down just a little more. Yeah. That's it. It should be good. But no, it's a, uh, that's been plaguing the video game industry. Well, PS4 anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I picked up a uh, Dark Souls trilogy PS4. I had to get the Peggy version because I'm not shelling out 150 bucks for the uh, for, uh, for the for the ESRB version. Yeah. Uh, picked up Dusk Diver One, and uh, I got a new DualSense, new PS5 DualSense controller. Unfortunately, mine within a week of each other, my original controller and the later one I bought both got drift, so I had to go out and get a new one. Oh, you're not going to crack it open and try and no, I'm not, I got, I got uh, the guy I do uh, a pod, the podcast with. He's, I'm going to send it to him. He says he knows how to do it. So, dude, if I open that thing up, it's never getting back put back together. It's just, oh, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a steady hand. <laughs> oh, gotcha. You know, I was just having this discussion with a buddy of mine last night. This is a 360, or no, his Xbox controllers. I think he's using a one. Uh, they also drift. I'm like, just crack it open. He's like, nope, I don't have a steady hand. <laughs> okay. What do you what do you do? Just open it up and clean it, clean out the the portion. It depends on the controller, like the uh, like the Nintendo Switch. It's drift issues. I've just swapped out the joysticks on those, like the interior component. It's literally like a few screws. You pop out the little um, you know component thing thing that plugs in to kind of get the signal to go, uh, and then you swap it out. PlayStation Five, I haven't tried yet, but I imagine it's very similar. Um, but there could be some soldering involved. I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I don't have any drift on my controls. I don't play many first person shooters or anything that would require um, pressing down that thumbstick too often. So, well, the thing is, it, it, it's the right stick that's uh, screwing up. The the left stick's the one you click in to, to run with. And that's what I don't get. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. It is what it is. I was going to, it was either going to be, I was going to get a um, DualSense Edge, you know, the, the pro controller with the, the sticks you can swap in and out, or uh, I was going to get a, just a regular old DualSense in the, in a semi-expensive game, which is the route I went, and I got Gravity Rush and the new controller. So eh, here we are. Yeah, gotcha. Well, anything that you're currently playing? <laughs> PUBG, as usual, still playing it. Uh, I, it. At this point, that playing that game is just is just an excuse to bullshit with friends. You know what I mean? I'm not in there trying to light the world on fire. Um, I picked up, and I've been playing Rival Schools One and Rival Schools Two. I picked up the Japanese version. Silly me, I thought, I thought that being fighting games, uh, not 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 knowing having to know Japanese was not going to be a problem. But this it's a really text heavy game, especially the story mode. Well, in Rival Schools too, right? Because I don't yeah. think that had a. Did that have an English release? It did, didn't it? Not Rival Schools on, too. Well, not, I thought it did on the Dreamcast. Uh, if it did, uh, out of my wheelhouse. But uh, I picked it up on PS One, and uh, I don't, it's got some story mode, and I just kept. Having to take my phone and Google gotcha. Translate up to the freaking screen, it uh, it was a whole ordeal. So, is your Rival Schools one an English copy? No. Oh, you didn't get that one English. That no. one's kind of pricey nowadays. Yeah, uh, J- uh, Japan collecting or J- J- Japanese PS one collecting is like my new my new frontier. You know, I'm, gotcha. Yeah, I've uh, done done two to death, did three to death. I'm in the middle of four, and I'm fast running out of games for four. So. Heading over to Japan, see what they got. Gotcha, makes sense. I mean, did you get all the like the Peggy releases and such as well on those consoles? No, um, no, because at least you still get English. Yeah, but I don't know something about them European games. It's just something, <laughs> something so European about them. It's that it's that like green Peggy thirteen or Peggy four or whatever the hell they got on there. Yeah, I the, the PS four. I'll go to Peggy, but uh, if I can't it's it's few and far between the ps3 i'll get a peggy if it's you know uh or a, a pal exclusive if you know what i mean that's uh, what i yeah same here i'll typically i usually try to go esrb if i can for you know ps4 releases or anything really released after ps3 
Uh, but if it is exclusive, I will try to pick it up from the other language if possible. Japan. Japan's the new, sh- the new stuff. Yep. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to curve my, uh, my sailor mouth. So bear with me. <laughs> my stutter. Uh, all right. Well, let me, let me dive into what I got here. So I just picked up magic cards this week. That's, that's kind of been my thing as you've probably been listening in in recent weeks. Um, didn't have any games. So we are looking at some games. Actually, no, I did have a game. I had Moss 2. I actually picked up a digital game. So my wife and I have a game that we play on a, well, regular basis. We have like our game that we play. And we played Moss on PSVR a long time ago. Beat that, enjoyed it. And then I remembered Moss 2 is out. So did she. And it was like 12 bucks on the PlayStation Store. So we just picked it up. There's no physical release for the game. So it was one of his situations of she really wanted to play it. Normally, I don't buy digital, but, you know, here we are. Is, uh, is, is that the one with the mouse on the cover? Yeah. Yeah, it okay. is. Yeah, it's pretty good, dude. I enjoyed it. So nope. I, I've actually got a pretty wide assortment of PlayStation VR games that I started collecting a while back. Um, kind of rightfully so. I mean, they're decent games on there. And I see that as a situation similar like the Wii U or the Vita, where it didn't have a ton of crazy buy-ins from people. And so you got all these games that have been released on the console. So at some point, you know, I, I could see there being value there, but at the same time, it's just a lot of games that I would like to play that didn't have like wide releases outside of VR. No, oh, I can't. I can't handle VR. It makes me sick. <laughs> you you honestly get used to it for the most part. Um, but I do take like a drama mean or something occasionally uh, nowadays when I'm when I'm sick. Not necessarily for PSVR, but just in general for motion sickness. So I think when I do get back into that, it might be like a let's take a drama mean just before some VR and see how we feel. Uh, Cause there are some games where I've felt pretty nauseous, but games like beat saber, for example, I have no issue with like, if we play beat saber all good Moss. I didn't have any crazy issues with, but when I played uh, like doom on the PSVR, I wanted to throw up dude. <laughs> it was so bad. No, I, I learned, uh, I learned the hard way. I went to a mall and I, I don't know what, what it was. They had some video, some VR kiosk in the middle of the thing. I strapped it on. And then you know, not, not even a minute in, I'm, I'm sweating profusely. And I just, just felt off. Yeah, like, they nope, actually, they say, they say with VR, you want to do like five minutes, 10 minutes, build yourself up, and then eventually kind of get to a point where you're like, all right, cool, I can play this for an hour, two hours with no issue. Um, but yeah, it can it can be kind of heavy on the body. <laughs> Yeah, so. yeah. Never, never be a fighter pilot, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did also pick up magic cards, so I'm trying to build, um, trying to build budget decks for magic. So I found that when I play in tournaments locally, there's guys bringing like four or five hundred dollar decks to magic tournaments, and I'm busting there with like thirty dollar, sixty dollar decks and taking tournaments, and it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> So that's kind of been my new thing. Like the next fun budget deck that can actually take tournaments, uh, like local tournaments, obviously like a big thing, it's not going to handle it. Um, but yeah, any, anything I can build, that's going to be like, yeah, 50 bucks is all the requirement is. And oh, by the way, you can use like all the other cards you built from your other budget deck and kind of translate them in. That's what I do. And I win whenever I can. <laughs> and uh, I build it up to get store credit and get more cards for free, basically. Hurt hurting feelings out there <laughs> oh dude i got one of the guys we play up he was so angry <laughs> he That's was so the pissed. right there <laughs> i had another guy i was playing i was playing a deck called caves and the entire focus of his deck is to throw down lands and uh you pretty much continue recycling the same kill card in your graveyard <laughs> so you're like i'm gonna wipe the entire board of all your creatures and the guy's like all right fine so he builds up more creatures i'm like i'm gonna pitch this card to grab my kill card wipe the board and your turn and like i just kept doing that the match went like 30 minutes for just one match and i ended up winning he was so angry uh he was just like when the second match was coming around he's like we're not going to finish this in time so you just take it one out it's like okay we're good where Best you, of the three i win one out where do you play it uh i don't usually like to reveal where i play oh, but um oh. You don't want throngs of people showing up. With yeah, throngs the, of people showing up, right? Uh, no, I played, I, played some, <laughs> I played a number of shops out in like the Gilbert, Mesa, Queen Creek area. I mean, it just depends on, you know, where I want to go at that point. I think there's a shop on the Apache Junction uh, that I'm looking to go to at some point. So just varies. There's this, um, there's this Goodwill. I, I go, I frequent and it's near my house and there's a, I, get, I believe it's a card shop right next to it. Uh, do you go there? 
I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to think. I mean, <laughs> dude, there's so many. Da- oh, wait, are you in Mesa? It's a, yeah, it's a Thoria University. I don't remember what it's called. It's off oh, no, I, I never go out towards, you know. Oh, wait, no, maybe it is. Uh, Thoria Games, which is off of like yeah. Mesa or University and like West of Power. Yes. Yeah, I've been there a few yeah. times. It's been a while. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That Goodwill's yeah. always shit, though. Yeah, well, mostly they are mostly yeah, Goodwill's getting. It's not a good place for hunting anymore. No, they, I saw. I saw, I saw one guy. I think it was on a PlayStation Ain't Dead uh, page. Uh, he picked up like Brigadine or something like that for like five bucks, but it's like few and far between that there's any finds anymore. And I mean, there's guys that go to these Goodwills and they get in with the people there and all the good stuff gets to them or it gets just put online nowadays. So it's not even I honestly haven't gone game hunting in probably six to eight months now. Oh yeah. It's, I just, it's not no. what it used to be. No, at this point it's just, you know, if, if you got the money to buy stuff, just buy it at this point. You know, I'm not gonna, I don't sit there wasting my time trying to search for things. Now if something kind of falls in my lap. Sure. Um, but there's other ways to make more money nowadays for me <laughs> that don't involve me driving around constantly. Um, to get that stuff. I mean, I could honestly just use like credit card reward points and be happy, you know, and just, um, just use it for cat or for games. No, the, the, the thrill of just, you know, finding something out in the wild is it's gone. Yeah. Too many sharks in the water out here. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I hate what I become just, uh, hunting on eBay, Mercari, you know, randomly on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of lost its luster for me in a way. Like if I see a garage sale, I'll pop by, but even garage sales, man, you go to them. It's, Oh, I got this Wii and I've got like 10 games that are all garbage. I want $200. <laughs> we can so. take news articles from uh WADA for, uh, you know, super Mario, whatever sells for uh, a million bucks. And then, oh yeah. Yeah. Ma, yeah. You know, soccer bus mom reads the article and thinks her sports games are worth, you know, well, at least a hundred. <laughs> I get an email every now and then from this, publication i don't remember the name of it but like it, it goes to our game deflators email and they're like oh uh here's the top 10 highest selling games on nintendo 64 and they quote like super mario and it's like oh five thousand dollars but they don't like <laughs> specify on there but it's sealed so it's like yeah. so See. you got all these things that are like they're not specified and they send this email out like oh what's the value of your game when you picked it up and it's like well i'm sure as i'll tell you it's not five thousand dollars because it's a loose copy uh, but you don't specify that. So I'm going to assume it's $5,000 now. <laughs> so, um, okay. And then also on my, uh, what I've been playing this week has been nothing. I uh, did not play any video games outside of our foam stars. Um, busy, busy, busy week uh, where, yeah, it was like work, cooking, family time, repeat every day. So, yeah. Oh, but I did play, I did watch Avatar though. So uh, maybe we can talk about that a little bit because I understand you also watched it. Yes, I just finished it last night, and uh, after after it was over, I started watching the the, the animated series to uh, see if I you know, have a frame of reference. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I first reached out to Will, I was like, let's uh, let's see what we can do as far as like this new Netflix series and maybe talk about it. So uh, happy you were able to finish it. I finished it yesterday at some point as well. And I liked it, dude. I having watched the show, you know, I would say there are some, you know, discrepancies between the animation and, you know, this one. But overall, I thought it was a great show. I thought that they really captured the essence of the different characters pretty well. You know, like everybody really fit to where they needed to be in terms of like what the anime was. Like I felt like I was watching the anime again. Can can we call it anime? Animation. Whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's if you think about it, if it was released in Japan and it had, you know, original Japanese voice acting and was released in America, it would be an anime. We can call it American animation for purposes of this, but it's basically an anime. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it overall. Um, I, I wanted to ask, I mean, how close, what is it or was it to the original? I mean, there's a lot of things that are not there. Like I'll give you an example of a key scene it's called, uh, I think, the Cave of Love. So if you remember the episode where Sokka and Katara are in this cave and they hold their hands and, yeah, you know, yeah. these different things happen. That's initially a scene of her and Zuko uh, when they're in the cave and they almost kiss in that scene. And it got fans riled up to her like, oh, it's Zutara. It's going to be Zuko and Katara at the end of the show together. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you because you're watching the animation right now. But like that's a specific scene uh, in there that was cut out. Um, I don't remember if bloodbending, which you'll they kind of allude to in a way 
uh, in the show when they're in the Northern Water Tribe, when they're like kind of showing the water flowing through the human body sculpture. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if bloodbending is in the first season or not. So we'll have to see. Um, I mean, it, it isn't, but I don't know if it's in the first season of like the animation. And let's see what I mean. There was a ton of stuff like they don't go into great levels of detail on every single bit of the attack on the air nomads uh, in the animation. Um, and I'm trying to go based off of like 12 years ago, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that Aang learns how to waterbend after or during the first season of the animation. He does not in the live action, which is kind of disappointing. Like I was hoping that he would like bust out some waterbending in like the last episode or two to help fight. And he didn't. So that kind of sucked. Um, but like overall, I mean, it's it's pretty close. I mean, there's only so much they can capture. What I do always question, though, when you think about the actual like animation, it was like 20 episodes for the first season. And each of those episodes was like 22 minutes a pop. Right. Yeah. So divide that or split it in half, essentially. Right. You're looking at 44 minutes per episode, 10 episodes. Right. You could legit word for word copy that animation and translate it into a live action, but they don't. I'm like, you have 10 episodes or eight episodes, right? First one's an hour. Then you're 48 minutes a piece on the others. Couldn't just translate one to one like that. That just always confuses me of some of these things like these adaptations. Um, One piece. I understand. It's a shit ton of episodes. I I tried watching that one, dude. Oh, I, I enjoyed it, but I mean, I've seen the anime all the way up to most of the current stuff. Um, but yeah, like that's difficult because you're talking thousands of episodes. You're talking the first season literally encompasses like 80, 90 episodes. So you got to condense it and put as close to the original as you can in, in whatever instances and put in as many Easter eggs. Avatar is literally like time frame. It's like the same amount of time. So I just, I don't, that just doesn't like track for me. Like, why would you just not do that? But yeah, it, it, they want to give they want to give people something new, I guess. So. I guess. I mean, there's something some things that I get like the filler episodes. You can kind of get rid of that. And they allude to that multiple times, but then they put in their own filler. <laughs> so it's like you could have just thrown in the animation filler and it would have been just fine and people would be happy, but they don't. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I mean, they, they work with a Nickelodeon. I don't know. Maybe they new writers and uh, went over some of the stuff. I who knows I think they were working watch. with the creators for a while and then the creators like jumped. <laughs> so creative differences, I think would have been the reason. My, uh, my issue with the show, I think it, it needed more violence to be honest with you. Uh, it, it seems like they, 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 they delicately, they try to delicately balance the, uh, the kids show with an adult edge, but it never felt quite adult enough for me. You know, uh, sometimes it felt a little bit corny, you know, give it a, Give it a dash of Game of Thrones violence. And uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, after all, it's a show about a war, you know? Yeah. And um, Aang uses precision air slicing to take off heads. Yeah. <laughs> Something, you know, well, now he was, he was, yeah, he was, he's too much of a Harry Krishna hippie for that, I think. <laughs> but uh, the, uh, is this spoiler free? Is this a spoiler free discussion we're having about it? Or can no, I- you can spoil away. I mean, I think people understand it. I mean, I've already kind of spoiled a few things, right? So, you know, I, I, the, the, the moon spirit fish kaiju business, that last episode was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, him bored, you know, going through it. There's a lot of filler. Like there's some filler, like you said, but, uh, that, that storyline, I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's go. You know, that one got me going, but, uh, yeah. uh, like I said, a little more adult edge on it would have made it better. Well, it'll it'll build up more. I mean, now that um, Azula, who you saw at the end, is kind of a little more integrated, I wouldn't say it's going to be like premier violence, but there's going to be more fighting scenes. And as Aang begins to kind of pick up more of the different elements and starts mastering that, he's going to have his own twist to it um, in how he goes about things with trying to not hurt people because it's just what he he basically a monk. I mean, we think about yeah, it. Um, so like he's going to have his own twist of things, but you'll see in like the show as you watch the animation like it it's not super violent because it is a kid's show, but there's enough fighting to kind of get you the idea of like where the the actual, like, you know, live action will go at some point. I will say though, my favorite episode, and this was actually different from the anime as well. Um, I don't even think they show some of these powers until uh, um, legend of Korra avatar, legend of Korra. And by the way, they're actually going to be releasing a third avatar series in 2025. I think Um, that's supposed to take a hundred years after, 
Korra, who was the avatar after Aang. So it's like hundred years, hundred years, hundred years type deal. Yeah. Um, but when he takes the power of, I forget the name of her. I think it's Kiyoshi is her name. The one that has a face paint. Yeah. Yeah. And that the, one. Yeah. And she like goes into his body as the avatar. And then she comes out and just like wrecks the place. And then like flame hands and then just like shoots away and slams into the ground. Like that to me was actually really cool. And I don't remember that being like any part of that anime or animation, however we want to go about it uh, in the first season. Don't think that's in there, but that was badass. Like I really wish that would have been in the anime. Was the um was the bad guy what the hell's his name? The kid with the screwed up eye. Zuko. Yeah, was his sister in the original anime? Because I don't recall yeah. her. Yeah, was his she... sister's in the original animation. Yeah. She's pretty cool. She's a badass over time. She's a shitty sister though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so overall, I mean, I looked at this as for me, it was probably like a seven to eight out of ten. Uh, for me now, oh. like obviously there's a lot of things that are not a lot, but there's some pretty key things that are different, but it's engaging enough to me as a live action show. that if I came into this kind of in the similar set that you did, if I came into this, not knowing much about the animation, I would have been happy watching this. Yeah. I, I, I think that's fair. Seven out of 10. I, um, yeah, a little, yeah, no, 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 that last episode really pushed me over the top. I'm a fan now and I'll, I'll be, I'll, I'll watch the next one when it comes up. When, when, it, when is it, is there going to be in a season two? They haven't announced yet. Cause Netflix is usually like a, a few weeks after the release of some of these shows. They kind of see what viewership is like and, and kind of determine from that. But I mean, avatar is such a huge property uh, and they did it well enough that the, the Metacritic reviews are actually pretty decent too. Like if they don't go through with this, I'd be shocked. That's cool. Right, well, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tune in for sure. It looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you'll have to let us know about the uh, animation as you kind of dive into that too. I'm kind of kind of curious what your thoughts are over time. Yeah, I I, I started like, like uh, I finished I finished the live action around midnight last night and then fell asleep during the animation. So I got to start that one over again. Yeah, sounds about right. That's how I am too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive into some discussion topics here or, or articles. So the first one here is Nintendo is suing the makers of the open source switch emulator Yuzu. Uh, this is Nicole Carpenter at Polygon that wrote this one. Uh, so let's kind of kick it off here. Uh, Nintendo has blamed Yuzu for pirated copies of Tears of the Kingdom and people being able to play it early. They accounted, I think it's like 20% of um, all illegal downloads are pointed towards Yuzu. So for people's background, Yuzu is an emulation program right and so while yuzu does not have emulation on it uh, or emulators right they don't actually do that people are utilizing that particular software for emulation right so they're taking illegal copies of games or plugging it on this program nintendo's argument is that there are certain components within their uh developments or within their uh you know, on the technical back end that allow for emulation and it requires to steal some nintendo code essentially to be able to break those games and allow you to play them on PC and other things. So that's kind of what they're suing off of. Um, yeah. I think in general, when we kind of look at the history of Nintendo lawsuits, when it, when it pertains to this, I don't recall any instances in the past where they've been able to take down like an emulation software company, but in my view, they actually do have kind of an argument here, right? Like Yuzu's got a Patreon they're getting, it says around $30,000 per month. And they've actually earned at least uh, $50,000 in paid downloads of Yuzu. So you're actually purchasing something that could do illegal activity. Um, so I think that's one of the big things there. And then the fact that they can point to the fact that, uh, you know, Yuzu has things that allow them to kind of break those games and be able to do illegal activity. I think there is somewhat of an argument there. Right. I was, I was going to ask if they ever, this is the first time they've gone off after an emulator. I don't think so. I think they've gone after, uh, I want to say, didn't dolphin emulator have some issues with Nintendo a long time ago as well. I, I don't know to be honest with you. So, I mean, here's the thing. Nintendo chases anybody, right? So like we yeah. know, uh, that hacker, Gary Bowser, uh, <laughs> he's referenced here as being arrested and charged for selling switch hacks. So I don't remember exactly, like if I click the article, tell me, but uh, he was recently released from prison, but like he owes Nintendo $10 million and, uh, you know, he's paid back $175 cash from his prison earnings uh, as well from prison library and kitchen. Yeah. So, you know, he's making a dent, uh, but I mean, that, that kind of that shows what Nintendo will do right for anything. So 
they will cease and desist. They will sue. They will do anything they can to protect their their properties. Right, uh, like we've seen that. I'm sur- I was saying, like I said earlier, I'm surprised uh, Nintendo didn't push the issue and have him change his last name as well. Hey, you know what? It's incoming. <laughs> like he hasn't gotten the cease and desist yet, but he will. Yeah, you can't have the same name as uh, Bowser. Just don't yeah. work like that. That was the most ironic thing, by the way. <laughs> it's, it's 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 funny how that worked out. <laughs> oh yeah yeah and he's a bad guy too right so like that that definitely works out i mean for nintendo this is their bowser yeah. so um yes i mean i guess when we kind of think about emulation as a whole here i mean what are your thoughts on this particular lawsuit i mean i, I do think that there's a gray area here unlike other emulation software i'm i'm surprised uh, I'm surprised they haven't gone after more uh, emulate, emulator emulation companies before. I mean, it well, makes it makes they sense. Go, they go after the ones that are hosting it, right? Like that's usually where they go. Like if you're a website and you got a crap ton of emulators, they'll shut you down. Like that's like pretty much table stakes for Nintendo at this point. Yeah, you got they, emulators on your website, your website's coming down, right? This to me feels very different. You mean you mean if they have ROMs on your website? Yeah, ROMs. Sorry, not emulators, yeah. but ROMs. The uh, the they they shut down. Was it cool? Love Roms? I believe it was a local company. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So it was a, a husband and wife team. They shut them down back in 2018. But uh, they were they were just straight up, straight up doing Roms. But uh, mm. but usually when you go to like any of these Rom sites, it'll it'll direct you to uh, go go over here to get the emulator. Go over there to get the emulator. So uh, you mean you can't have one without the other. So going yeah, at the uh, emulation sites makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's Nintendo's argument here is, you know, it it's kind of coinciding, right? Yeah, we're shutting down all these ROM sites, but there's still emulators that once they're downloaded, you can just kind of go fish for them and just continue playing games once they're downloaded, right? Okay. So you shut down the emulators, you kind of shut down the whole piracy component here. Yeah, well, um, that said, I mean, there's so many emulators out there at this point that are just loaded on the people's computers. Like, if you want to emulate, you're going to emulate. It's, it's sort of, Nintendo's sort of to blame because they don't, they're always the first ones to get uh, to get cracked, if you know what I mean. They they just they need to protect their stuff more on on, on their end, on the beginning end. Well, yeah. and that that's also an argument I read in some other articles here, and that you know you don't see these these issues aren't as prevalent with like Sony and Microsoft. The main reason being is that they're using more up to date hardware. So what you have with Nintendo is they're releasing things that are like a generation, two generations behind in terms of hardware to keep their costs low. But by doing that. Now you open yourselves up to hacking and other types of things because of the older hardware in their systems. And I would imagine older firmware and other things that are built in there too. Whereas like Sony, the biggest thing we had was like emulation of PS1 and PS2 back in the day due to chips being soldered into boards, or you had like memory cards that had certain software, things of that nature. But half the time it wasn't even for hacked games so we could play Japanese games. So that's no longer an issue anyways, because they have, or um, you know, it's, open source for God, what is it called? It's uh, not region locked anymore for yeah. games. So there's no issues on that. So like nobody really finds the need of like, Hey, let me, you know, let me crack my PlayStation five. So I can play a Japanese game. That I really want to play like this point, just buy a Japanese game. Nintendo is just so far back in their hardware that it just gets cracked, dude. And then now they, you know, then it's like, Oh, well the community is stealing all of these things. Okay, cool. Like, sucks for you but there's other <laughs> things that you do as well that are kind of detrimental to the industry such as i don't know removing every single 3ds game uh from the internet things that will never be released again in you know for the sake of no longer having it hosted so now we're talking about at this point it's more preservation of games and that's where i think a lot of people's argument comes through for emulation is trying to preserve some of these games so I can have access to it at a later point because of where things are going digitally and what Nintendo does with their games. And some of these games, like when you think about Nintendo NES and SNES and N64 and all these other things that people are, you know, emulating. Uh, and, you know, I get the switch is totally different. It's new property, losing tons of money, but like the older stuff that they chase on, you weren't going to release it anyways. And if you were, you're going to put it as part of like, I don't know, a, three of a hundred maybe games that you're putting from Sega and 64 GBA or anything else, throwing it onto your $20 a year service. Like how much are you really losing when somebody says, I'm going to emulate a copy of Earthbound? Yeah. I, I love that word. Preservation. It's a, uh, Ryan it's, has his own preservation devices. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a polite society's way of saying piracy. <laughs> you know, it might be a little, a little bit of victim blaming here, but, uh, 
Yeah, it's all your fault, Nintendo. Uh, it is. It is. <laughs> come to, people, welcome to the future. <laughs> people have come out and said, like, if Nintendo support, like, if Nintendo gave me all of these games, like, all, like, just say the entire Super Nintendo library, and just put it on to their catalog of online, people have openly said, like, I, I would buy it. Like, I would pay to be able to play all of those old games in a legal method. But the fact that Nintendo doesn't release them all is what, kind of the issue people have. What is, why not? I mean, is it uh, is is it server issue pricing? I would assume maybe it's licensing issues. Mm, yeah, well, I guess for some. I mean, that, that could be for some, but I don't, I don't see why. Like Most of their stuff's first party. Well, a lot of their stuff's first party. The, well, the, the stuff people want to play is first party. Yeah. Well, well I mean, there's a lot of good third party stuff out there, but yeah, I think that's probably the licensing issue there. But if you release all your first party stuff, at least that's not too big a deal. Um, but yeah, as it pertains to like the newer stuff, like tears of a kingdom, I could see why they're pissed, right? Like X yeah. amount of people are downloading this game illegally, but you know, you also kind of have to look at it from this other lens. Somebody that's pirating the game was probably not going to buy the game anyways. <laughs> <laughs> like, so well, yeah. And that's the reality of it. Like most people that are pirating these games, we're not going to purchase the game anyways. Or, and Yuzu, by the way, the way that Yuzu works from my understanding is it allows you to dump. Like if you purchase a game, you could dump the code into Yuzu to be able to play it on like PC. So like you're not necessarily some of these people using it or because, oh, I want to play it on my Steam Deck. Like yeah. that's why I don't want to play it on there. I don't want to play it on the Switch. I want to play it on PC. Like that's why they're doing it, but they're buying actual copies. And then you have some that are buying it or purchasing, not purchasing, taking it illegally and then playing it. So, but those people, like I said, that are taking it illegally, we're not going to buy it anyways. Backing, so you're not missing out on any revenue there. Backing up your stuff is still 100% legal. If you, yeah, if you it buy is. it, you, know, you can dump it on you. There you go. That's that there right there. We just won the, uh, we just won the lawsuit for user right there. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot more to it, but all right. Let's uh, let's go into our next topic here. So an upset insomniac says PlayStation layoffs are unprecedented. And this is uh, Paul Tassi of Forbes that wrote this one. Uh, so here on the Game Flares podcast, we like to cite legit publications um, <laughs> like Forbes. So insomniac's quote is like several other teams across SIE and PlayStation Studios. Insomniac Games was impacted by yesterday's layoffs. There are no sufficient words to express our feelings about it. This is a solemn and unprecedented moment for our studio. We are focusing our energy on helping everyone affected through this challenging time. For those who are hiring, there are great people seeking new roles who made important contributions to Insomniac's history. We're extremely grateful for them and they will be missed. That is a big <laughs> screw you, Sony. The, that, well, that's it, what that was. You know, I, I, read, I read the tweet. And uh, it wasn't as harsh as the article made it out to me. I mean, the, I, they, they, Insomniac tiptoed. They didn't. They, they, they wanted to get their message across, but they didn't want to straight slap uh, Sony in the face, which they need to. I mean, to me, that I mean, it depends on how you view it, right? Yeah. Like the article says it in such a way that makes it really harsh. Your impression wasn't that. My impression, just kind of reading between the lines here, is that. <laughs> You a few in between every other yeah line. like the for those who are hiring these are great people seeking roles who made important contributions to insomniac's history insomniac's pretty much saying like look if we were our own studio still these people would still be here yeah. and if you look at from a revenue perspective so spider-man 2 right and this is this is a major piece of this article and this is what's kind of upsetting about this normally when you're doing layoffs you would typically target areas of your company that are not producing the necessary revenue or you're making costs or cost adjustments, right? You're cutting costs based on underperformance. Typically they didn't underperform. So they said Spider-Man two costs $300 million to make triple the budget of the first game. However, they needed 7.2 million copies to break even and it hit 10 million a few months later. So, when you look at the justification there for doing layoffs for insomniac in particular, why they were successful. Their team was able to develop or put in 2.8 million more copies on a game and generate revenue for the company. 
No, yeah, you know, it, it, it doesn't. I, they, they fight, they're firing everybody over there. Well, yeah, look, just the whole industry is. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, EA they 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 fired over six hundred people. Uh, well, and like Embracer Group is liquidating some of their studios now too. I think Gearbox just got sold, or they're in the process of getting sold, and one of their other uh, companies got uh, sold as well. One of the other studios. So like it's across the industry, and you know, I I don't know. Is this like? covid layoffs still like the mass hiring from tech and i mean we're seeing in general but it's not as bad this year as it was like last year so it's still kind of in that phase of we're still trying to lessen the amount of staff we have but this situation to me is screwy like they generate a revenue for the company they did something positive for the company generating however many millions of dollars yeah they're just they're just trimming the fat i mean uh, it's like you said it's the video game industry during COVID, it was, it was salad days. You know, they're just raking it in, raking it in, raking it in. But uh, things are leveling out. Things are calming down. The the numbers aren't there anymore. So they gotta they gotta make cuts somewhere. They're just not making the best decisions. I mean, it's like who who do you cut? Yeah. You know, it's, well, uh, it's just a matter. It's just victims of the whole thing. Yeah. So they're obviously not too happy. But I mean, there's nothing they can really do. They're part of Sony now, and um, you know. It, it, it might end up like a rare situation with Microsoft, right? People start leaving, making their own thing. Indie games come out. So, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, these layoffs suck initially. But I think for gamers, these layoffs are actually kind of beneficial sometimes in that these developers usually will create their own thing. I mean, that's how we got games like Ukulele, right? I enjoyed Ukulele. You don't get that unless members of a rare team leave Microsoft, do their own thing, right? So could we see situations where like former Insomniac devs go out and make a new IP that goes gangbusters, right? We'll see. Well, hopefully, hopefully the their talent isn't lost. Hopefully they do get picked up and uh, we uh, they, their loss is someone else's gain. Yep, exactly. Uh, and then with those layoffs also came the closing of their London studio, uh, which primarily focuses on VR games. And that's what we're going to talk about here next is, um, let's see, since a year after its release, Sony seems to have abandoned the PlayStation VR 2. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN talking about this one. And, uh, you know, I haven't jumped in on the PSVR 2 because of a price point. VR, their their big mistake was not no backwards compatibility right there. Yeah, 100%. Huge mistake. Huge, huge mistake. I mean, uh, I collected. So when I started buying the VR games, I started buying VR with the thought process of, hey, these might be backwards compatible with the new VR. It would make sense to make them backwards compatible with the new VR, but they weren't. So if I can if I can hook up my PSVR one to a PlayStation five and play the console in that manner, why would I not be able to do it on the PSVR two? Like, why not adapt the controls to make sure that it works for the older, older games? You think it'd be be seamless. Yeah, you um, would think so. And I mean, the fact that PS4 can play on PS5, like normal games, you know, I'm not going to pretend to get into all the technical know-how and say, yeah, it's 100% possible. There's got to be reasoning for it. But that thought didn't cross their mind of like, how can we make this work? Yeah, well... it's it's weird. most VR games are also uh, digital. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, uh, but uh, the the article also goes on to say that they're they're headed to PC. A lot of uh, hope, well, hopefully, a lot of it's headed to PC. Yeah, and, uh, uh, they are going to be jumping into PC, which means they're probably going to get some greater pickup. But the overall percentage of market, I think it's uh, Meta is sitting at seventy five percent of market share for VR headsets, and PlayStation VR two is sitting at five percent. Uh, they sold maybe just over a million copies since it came out. Uh, it was hard to get during its first part of the release. Uh, they only allowed sales on like their PlayStation blog yeah. or whatever the hell it was. Uh, so you had that situation. Price point to me, like the VR one was very competitively priced. Like it was, you know, for what it was, you were getting a pretty good VR setup. You had PlayStation games that you're playing. Uh, obviously, games are going out on meta and everything else forever VR. Um, but it was affordable. And you dropped the VR two and it's what, 500 bucks for the VR two? Just saying, the same as a freaking uh, PS uh, PS. Yeah, at that point, it's like what the heck? I think Ryan actually won our bet from several years ago. I think he said it's gonna be a thousand dollars for the two of them, <laughs> and uh, so I think long term he won our bet there. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pricey as hell to pick up for VR. There's better options out there or very, you know, similar options with like Meta. Uh, the amount of games on there, there's very little uh, exclusives that are coming from Sony for VR too. Uh, so that right there, I mean, exclusives is a big factor. There's not enough exclusive games coming into the VR2 to make it worthwhile when you can buy a meta for a much cheaper price, not have all of the components and things hooked up to your PC, and you're going to get a very similar experience at a much lower rate of cost. Is um, the the I don't see why they can't just adapt any first-person uh, view game to any VR. I mean, it just, should just be, again, seamless. Well, like, yeah, the, and to the point you made earlier, right, the PS4. Like if you can play it on Meta and it's compatible with Meta and it's compatible with PSVR 2, what's the issue with bringing some of those PS4 VR games that are also on Meta and you can play them on there? What's the issue making a backwards compatible? So. It, it, it really doesn't make sense. So I don't know, maybe somebody could sound off in the comments and give us a better idea as to like why it does make sense for Sony. Yeah, so, so Sony's screwing up, Nintendo's screwing up. Uh... We need, we need we need to be put in charge of these companies. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Bowser first. I'm going to do that. Uh, so or, or Bandicoot. I think Bandicoot for yeah, Sony, maybe. and then that'll piss off Xbox. Poor so, uh, you know, and I guess one last piece here is the marketing component. So Sony itself has not done like a crazy marketing push for these VR headsets. Like they didn't do it for the first iteration. They're not doing it for this one. Uh, you know, it's it's all kind of tied together right you got bad marketing just like the vita where have you've we got seen this before <laughs> a low amount of games just like the vita adoption is not there yet just like the vita so i think it's not the psvr2 i think it's the ps vita now reality too something yeah. like that yeah it's just uh yeah it's, it's history repeating itself that's uh, all it is and you'd think that these companies would learn for from their mistakes as to what worked and what didn't but here we are yeah. well uh Let's uh, go into other companies uh, not learning from their mistakes. Uh, so, Foam Stars. Uh, this oh was developed by Square Enix. It was published by Square Enix. Uh, I always think Squaresoft still, by the way. I, I just, yeah. th those were the good days, Squaresoft and Enix separately. But yeah. Uh, it was released. Uh, well, actually, it's not released yet, technically, as of this episode. Uh, it releases March 5th, 2024. It is a shooter. Reception right now is a six out of 10 on this like early access so you can get via PlayStation Plus. Uh, overall synopsis here is use foam to build the terrain, create slippery services to surf around an arena at high speed. In my experience with slow speed, uh, help defend from enemy attacks or create vantage points to take out enemies. And most importantly, to foam up the opposition. Um, I would say that this uh, game in general just foamed out for me. Um, <laughs> so I played through the tutorial. <laughs> Uh, I played through some matches, got dropped in all of my matches. And, you know, when in my matches, what pissed me off so much is I know my network connection was good because I was playing other stuff, you know, earlier in the week and I was online all day for my work. No connection drops whatsoever. Um, and yet, as I jump into Foam Stars midway through each match, I had a network disconnection. And when we, you know, OK, find a new match got paired with the same people in that match. So I don't know if that's an instance of not a whole lot of people playing and that's why I got paired up or just something stupid on their end. That's allowing somebody has a poor connection to jump back in the same damn yeah. match. And then it clicks me out again. So it's like, I know it's not me on that. End. Like I was literally checking my connection. I'm like yeah, speeds you. are good. It's not me. Uh, there's no, no issues with my ping, nothing like I'm solid. So somebody was dropping and kept disconnecting us from the game and or maybe server issue i don't know but that was my experience in trying to play you know multiplayer online in the multiplayer bits that i played it's chaotic there's white foam everywhere it's hard to truly see like what the hell's going on uh to me that just wasn't fun it was slow pace like even surfing on the foam no nothing whatsoever here so the idea of this game is you're pretty much like Splatoon, but you're shooting foam and you're trying to foam up different enemies on the other side by building it around them until they turn into a foam snowman, basically and start rolling around and then use your surfboard to kick them, to eliminate them. There's a small drop off in time of where you wait to get back in the match and then you go back to foaming them. Um, it was 4v4 is what I was playing with online. 
and you have multiple characters, each with like their own different abilities that they can do. I was playing with a tutorial character because I felt yeah. that she was the easiest to kind of handle with the automatic foam gun and her abilities that she had. Uh, but overall, like in that period of time, like the, the tutorial to me felt very slow. It didn't feel good while playing, right? Like I didn't like how it controlled. I didn't like the angle. Like it, it was weird. I had like the sensor say, here's where your foam is going to land. But my foam never landed. There was always like 50 feet forward from where I was actually trying to aim towards uh, in all instances. Controls just felt very clunky to me for a game like this. Uh, the music was okay. I didn't like the fact that I couldn't skip over text like actual like you know yeah, yeah story yeah. coming through i just was like okay cool like i understand how to jump i played enough video games i understand that i will run with my left joystick there's no need for me to sit here and like just go through like this is how you run and we're just going to continue telling the story and you can't hit x to get past this in a tutorial tutorial took forever it was a bitch um and then single player mode uh in playing that it's just not big i mean it, the the single player mode mission i had was sitting in a basically a platform as enemies came floating in and i had to take out some enemies and like i get that like later on maybe there's more single player missions that are fun maybe but in the 30 40 minutes i played the other night i did not have any fun 30 40 minutes man you really put some time into this game <laughs> hey oh a demo quality time frame right if it's gonna take me 30 40 minutes to play a demo 30 40 minutes of gameplay should get me a good feel for like if i if i can't get engaged in the first 30 to 40 minutes on a game that's supposed to be like action-packed right and like fast pace that's an issue and so that's kind of where i felt it was um before we get before i get into the meat and potatoes of this game um so you know this is the first time I've played a uh, rated E game uh, since probably like 2012. I think it was I, T, isn't it? What? Oh, it was T? I'm pretty sure. Oh, man. Well, on. I'll, I'll look that up. But it, okay. I think it first. was. Are you sure? Because it seems like an E game all the, all the way to me. You know, think I, so. I have, a, I have mature taste in video games. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll play AO rated games whenever <laughs> we can. Uh, where is it? Uh, no, if I type in rate, let's do ESRB rating. T, T for teen. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. I mean, it's got foam guns, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a, I mean, it's, 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 it's a first person shooter of some sort, uh, sort of. Well, <laughs> third, third person. Third person? Yes. Well, third person, first person. You know what I mean? It's a shooter. Um, it's it, T for violence. There's no, <laughs> I don't I know, I mean, man. you do use a surfboard to kick people in the face after <laughs> you got them all covered in foam. It, 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 it's weird. It's okay. So it's set up like some sort of sports league. Yeah. In in Bath, Vegas, right, and it, it it's all bright neon lights and fireworks and pizzazz and jazz hands. the the whole The whole setting, <laughs> the whole setting, the whole send up was just it was. I I didn't like it. I I tried. It, it was just it's just ick to me. You know, I I, I couldn't. Um, if tif, if TikTok dances were a video game, this <laughs> this is it. You know, this game had every every old man cell in my body just screaming it's it's the kind of game that has uh microtransactions where you can purchase a man purse it, i just i was not here for it um, um just wait until you can purchase a floss dance for celebrations <laughs> i gu- i guarantee it's in there uh but you know it, but then again i'm you and i i don't think we're the target demographic for this thing no i mean, I mean we're not the target demographic but like it's got to be a good game, right? Like, so I think when you say target demographic, the Bath Vegas, all of our lights and everything else yeah. that come in, like the characters and how they talk, which by the way, so in the single player mode, um, you meet this character. She's like, I'm such a huge fan. And your main character's like, oh yeah, like I can't believe I got to meet my biggest fan. And it goes into like this text-based story with like, the smiles and the art changes based on like the little character picture that's in there. And it was just like, it, it did feel like I was trying to, I was playing one of those like narrative story-based games where you just yeah. kind of are listening to the back and forth. And I'm like, just skip, 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 but it won't let me skip. Um, so I think for you and I, when it comes to the bath Vegas, the glitz and glamor, the little story bits and all of that, we're not the target demographic when it comes to the actual gameplay, the foam shooting, the sliding in the people, the actual like meat and potatoes yeah. of the game itself. 
we could fit that demographic because it is like that competitive atmosphere that didn't click for me was my biggest issue. It's like yeah. that to me didn't work. The, 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 there's some element of, I mean, if you played split, if you played Splatoon, yeah. how, how, how much of a copy is this from Splatoon? Is it like, I mean, so I think it's pretty damn close. I mean, like I can see where people are like, I mean, split- with the whole thing of like shooting ink or whatever and, or paint or whatever the hell yeah. it is. Like I played enough to get the, the premise, obviously. Did you, so, did you have fun with Splatoon? Yeah, yeah, I actually did have quite a bit of fun with it. I, I did enjoy Splatoon and, and what we had played. Um, but this to me, it, it feels like a cheap knockoff of Splatoon <sighs> and not a very good one. I mean, it's <laughs> Nintendo did split. I mean, there's a reason there's a Splatoon three, right? Yeah. They've, they've done enough. Like they've sold enough. It's been decent enough to, to get them to that point. Foam stars feels like they're trying to capitalize on that with giving it like a dreamcast vibe. Like it, it literally felt like I was playing an old school dreamcast game. The, the, the game or uh, you're playing SSX, you know, the beginning of uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the snowboard game, the beginning yeah, of yeah. the game. It's just, yeah, it's like works. explosions or anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We reviewed that on here too, actually. That, that the whole game is that just to be, <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I actually liked SSX, but I like snowboarding games in general. So that to me was kind of fun. No, I'm just talking. Um, I'm just talking about the fireworks. Yeah, yeah, the fireworks. Yeah, yeah. Face. It's just. It's yeah. It. It's very. It. It felt like I said. It felt like a Dreamcast game. Like it felt like I was playing space. What is it? Space Station. Space Channel Five. Space. Yeah. 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 It felt like I was playing some Space Channel, um, with like the music and the way the characters' bodies are built up and everything. It literally felt like Space Channel, with fireworks and like poor gameplay. (laughs) <laughs> I, I i'm sure some kids out there it, it, some kids a lot there there's gonna be kids it. out there to like it yeah but uh i'm not i'm not one of them uh yeah well you're just, not a kid so. no well yeah. <laughs> maybe a heart but not in this instance the man child wouldn't go with that yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i'm not flamboyant enough for this game i guess <laughs> enough which means you are <laughs> there I, I, I got a, i got a little flair in me but not enough to play foam stars <laughs> uh but yeah there you go yeah, I mean, when you look at aggregates, I mean, a six out of ten average is—I mean, somebody had to rate it a ten, somebody had to rate it a what is it like a four, right? Four to three and a half, roughly. That's, so that's, that's kind of that's how you get aggregates. <laughs> um, all right, so let's look at the brass tax here. Uh, there is no complete box copy or anything of that nature. Uh, it's only available through Sony right now on the PlayStation. Uh, you can pick it up for free as of today i believe and then the fifth it goes on sale for 30 dollars uh there will be season passes that are released on annual basis for 5.99 to my understanding um i wouldn't even continue playing this for free like it's just not good it's just not worth it 30 dollars, in my opinion is way overvalued for a game like this and then to say we're gonna have 5.99 prices for season passes and get cosmetics and everything else that's bullshit when you think about like Apex Legends, I always put it back to Apex Legends for games like this. Apex, you can jump in, you can get cosmetics, you can get free shit, you can build it up, you can have a good time, you can unlock your characters with in-game currency and go about your day and have a blast. Same thing with Magic the Gathering Arena. You go in for free, you can build up your currency, you can buy stuff. If you want to get ahead faster, okay, cool. There's microtransactions, right? From what I'm reading on other reviews here, this thing is like microtransaction hell. It's like predatory yeah. microtransactions for this game. <laughs> so it's 30 a, bucks to then get microtransactions to then pay for season passes. So is is there gonna be is it gonna be free to play version and a and a paid version? So or, or after No, like it's a paid base version from what I was reading. So oh, okay. like it's so. free right now on the release for PlayStation Plus, likely to get people on there. So they can get future purchases via microtransactions like, hey, yeah. you can get it free for now. Let's get a million people, two million people to, to get this for free, download our console. And then, OK, <laughs> let's start making money via, you know, microtransactions. I get the methodology behind it. But, yeah, it sounds like it's going to be 30 bucks when it's released. Mm, yeah, I'll pass. Yeah, yeah same <laughs> here. All right. So I think uh, we're both in agreement here, but this game uh, is inflated. 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 Cool. All right. Well, that concludes our episode, Will. Hey, I, I had a question for you. Uh, yeah. How did um, how did Ryan take the news that uh, I'm permanently replacing him? <laughs> did, did uh, you, I don't know. You, I, you, I haven't I haven't told him anything. You haven't broken it to him. Oh, well, no, no it, I haven't. It'd be weird if you found out. If listening. 
<laughs> Just so people know, for clarification, Will's not replacing Ryan. Uh, Ryan, damn, why you got to ruin it? <laughs> Ryan will be back. I don't know. I might lose subscribers. <laughs> oh, come on. They're going to listen to this and be like, man, this Will guy sucks. And uh, we're going to go towards oh, the end. And then wow. like, oh, man, he's permanent. All right. There goes my two subscribers. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, this has been episode 276 of the Game of Players podcast. My name's John. I've been joined by Will of the PlayStation Ain't Dead podcast, right? Yes, correct. I got it right. Okay, cool. Find him on social media everywhere else. And uh, of course, go visit the PlayStation Ain't Dead pages, PlayStation 2 Ain't Dead or PS2 Ain't Dead, PS3, PS4, etc. It's not dead. It's alive. No, we even got PS5 Ain't Dead. That one upsets people. It's just the title alone makes people mad. Just uh, due to PlayStation ain't dead or PlayStation Six or PS Six ain't dead. Oh well, uh, yeah. As soon as it drops, it it ain't. No, dead. no, no. Do it before. <laughs> oh, it's it, yeah, well, we got a lot. It's weird. We, every every like once a month, somebody makes up an ain't dead different ain't dead group trying to capitalize and uh, you know, just message them and just insult them until they take down. But uh, that's all. It's, it's really the only recourse I have. Unless Send I, an army of ponies their way. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> All right. Well, dude, it was great having you on. Appreciate it. Thanks Always fun to me. talk. Yeah, and uh, we'll definitely we'll have you on in the future. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Three years later. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thanks Don't for having me. Don't shit on me about it. You're on. <laughs> I'm just going to delete all of this episode where you're involved and just have myself talking to like a, a ghost. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs>